going on in China right now? Like how bad are things imploding or is this recovery actually going to just allow them to muddle through? Well, to give you a sense of where they're at right now, you have what's called Christmas in July, you know, for order books uh, and um, I'm checking channels. These are for, you know, uh, mid-range tech uh, uh, devices and parts coming from China. And the order book is down about 40% this year. What that tells you is that they're probably, uh, that U.S. consumers are probably eating up their backlog and starting to ramp down their order, their future orders. Um, In things like television, it's obvious there's going to be big restrictions on uh, certain kinds of uh, television, certain kinds of parts. And in the last year and a half, a huge amount of back stock has been shipped from China to U.S. warehouses and sitting, you know, it is literally sitting there because if it gets banned, it it, it has no other market. The, the U.S. standard is different than others. Um, and it just tells you how volatile uh, China is. Taking a look at the po- population, you know, uh, in 2020, the zero to 14 population in China was was estimated to be about 17.3%, um, with, you know, male about 129 million and female about 111 billion million. And the 15 to 24 population, about 11 and a half percent, with males 86 million and females 73, 25 to 54, um, almost 47 percent, with uh, uh, males at about 333 million and females at about 318 million. But I forgot to tell you there's 100 million of the 1.4 million Chinese that were never there. These are the sex-selected abortions. And so when you take a real look at what's going on in those age distributions, instead of being you know, something like 15% you know, less females than males, you take out the 100 million mostly females and you find out that it's really more like 28 to 30% more males than females. So uh, the estimate is that China, uh, estimate of 220 was that China would, uh, could lose six, lose, uh, go from 1.4 billion um, uh, to about 800 million, literally lose 600 million people by 2070. It now looks like that will happen by 2050. Now, what does a country do that is, uh, that, that is, going through a demographic uh, implosion of the, that's, that, that hasn't really been seen you know, since the Black Plague. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, it's politically rough, and, and I think that's why China is preparing. It's gonna be so bad, China is preparing, and I believe there's about 75, 80% chance they try to take Taiwan um, late second quarter of next year. That's pretty disruptive. That's a pretty bold call. Why do you think they have such a sense of urgency? I would argue the opposite. Do they want to wait till the factories um, that are for the semiconductors for the West are fully off onshore so that the, we won't care? But I'd like to hear your counter argument. 
Well, I think it's, you know, if the factories are onshore and we don't care, we could retaliate. <laughs> I think that China is in that, that window right now where um, that, that it might not matter if you win or lose trying to take Taiwan, but it's going to be great for the Communist Party to not be overthrown. You know, there are dynasties in China and they're beautiful art and business and culture. And they usually go for about 200 years. And, you know, it's just fantastic experiences. But at the end of every dynasty, you know, they, they take off 100 million heads. Um, and they, they literally destroy these societies, these, these uh, you know, control systems all the way down to the youngest child because, you know, kind of like the mafia, they'll come back at us in the future. So I, I think we're in kind of Old Testament land here. Um, for China, uh, what, what do you do? How do you replace these markets? I mean, can you can you be assured uh, that the Americans are not going to cut you off from from uh, going to the Middle East? Can you be assured that the Europeans, you know, will, will not continue to shrink? I mean, th these are these are revolutionary environments, and that's why I think there's a high probability of a disruptive event. So, like, like, so let's just get more into the current year, like. What is the systematic risk of the implosion of the land development companies? Well, the land development companies, you know, are, are a paper game. The way it works in China um, is that you have these provinces and, you know, there are about 30 provinces have their own banks and do developments. And those provinces, they would take property from peasants. Um, they would pay them a little something but also give them apartments because they take that property they, they got for, you know, uh, peasant cost. <clears throat> they would then mark it up uh, to a developer who they created from their own banking system. The developer would then build apartments. You know, a few would go to the peasants, but most of them ended up being for investment. No one was ever going to live there. And the way it works in China is you don't buy the apartment, you buy the right to lease it for 70 years. So this paper game was wonderful for paying, you know, for the province cost. The provinces, you know, pay their people very, very little. Um, it's sort of expected that the, the Guanji in, in China, that the, the communist rules are very rigid until you pay the bribe. And then there are no rules. And, and that's really the system in the provinces. I, I know it's a little more sophisticated in some places, but it hasn't changed that much. What's changed is this demographic bomb is wiping out, you know, the uh, housewives that normally would buy these apartment leases for investment. That's the problem. It's about 40% of the economy, 30% is uh, real estate development, about 10% associated with finance and other issues. So that's 40% of the economy, whereas exports are only 20%. Oh, the other question I have is this whole contradiction about the youth unemployment in China. Um, on one hand, um, you supposedly have an economy that's growing at 5% plus per year, and you, on the other hand, you have really high levels of youth unemployment. 
Um, is the youth unemployment due to lying flat and young men saying, hey, look, I'll never make enough money to buy a house, therefore get a girlfriend, and they're just opting out voluntarily? Or is there really just a lack of demand for young people in China, which seems to be crazy to me, given their demographic issues? Well, when you say you know lack of demand for people, none of these young people who are kind of like little prince like now, you know, the, the one child policy. None of them want to work in the factories, right? They, they want to get college jobs and, you know, be executonies, I call them, and, and such like that. They want to be in the service industry. Well, the service industry has to have an, an industry to drive it. So, you know, we, we call them layabouts here. We call them laying flat there. The official statistics of, you know, a, a people uh, under 30 um, who are uh, laying flat or, or unemployed uh, is about 21.74%. But that assumes, A, that they want to get a job. There's a lot of people in college that are that are there for no reason other than to suck up the labor force. But to give you a sense of, of how the economics now work in China, if you want to get married, um, you have to pay what's called the CALI, C-A-L-I. This is the $20,000 dowry you pay the bride's parents. So it is extremely difficult, you know, to, to create a family. Yeah, and the average person there makes $1,000 a month in their early 20s out of college. So just for context for the-, the Well, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I understand that, but it's not, you know, we're talking average, you know, in, in the, you know, the more elite girls, the better looking ones, you know, the better educated ones, they can go higher. But the average for the cow in most provinces, is about twenty thousand dollars. So yeah, the point here is like, how are you really going to save twenty thousand dollars when you make a thousand dollars a month? Uh, you know, there. That's a good question. I mean, uh, you know, remember that 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 the economy. When you go to rent an apartment, hopefully your parents have invested in the lease and you get it for free. Um, but people are making payments on that, so it's okay maybe in your peak earnings part where you, you know, are trying to save money and that investment's not taxed because you actually don't own anything. Um, but when you try to get your money out, who, who do you rent it to or who do you sell it to? That money is, that money is what's called a sunk cost. Okay. And so do you think because of these things, is that's the reason why you see younger generations opting out of the workforce? Well, I, I think there's, you know, you'd like to say that it's, you know, they call it laying flat, right? I, I don't think it's laying flat. I think the economics of, you know, have flattened them. Uh, there's just not that kind of demand in, you know, new sort of westernized type businesses. If you want to go grind steel, I'm, I'm sure you can get a job grinding steel. But, you know, with somebody who's, you know, gone to college and paid all those costs and, you know, thinks they're somebody elite, are, are they going to go down to... Uh, and, and live in one of the dormitories and work in a factory, you know, with with what used to be 400 million people along the coast. It's it's those there are still jobs at the lower end. There aren't jobs at the higher end.